Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hi, friends. This is Mandy from Chapel Hill Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today we're going to continue our series on homeschooling and unschooling. Last week, we introduced you to all of our kids and talked about the adversities that they face, like dyslexia and slow processing disorder, arthritis and other things. So tune into that if you haven't listened to that one yet. Today, we're going to talk about what we do to unschool our children. Um, So we're currently actively homeschooling each one each that we're doing unschooling with. Um, Missy has her two older. One is out of school. Um, One is in school. Jeremy's daughter is in school. She's unschooling Jared. And then she has Bean, who is three. And then for me, I'm unschooling Bud. And Jamie and Zuzu are only one and two. So they're not in school yet. So that's where we are with that situation. So today we're going to talk about how we unschool them what their interests are, how we appeal to those interests. Um, We're going to talk about what it's like doing the evaluation slash legal parts, um, depending on your state and all of that. And then we'll kind of just tie it all together with, um, you know, a lot of times I'm messaged and people ask me, well, isn't the state going to come after you for this and all that. So we'll tie that all together so that hopefully by the time we're done with this episode, you feel confident if unschooling is something you've been considering and you are maybe too scared to do it, that you can do it and they're not going to show up at your door and you can be successful with it. So first we're going to talk about what our kids' interests are. So today we're just going to focus on Bud and Jared because they're the two that are currently being unschooled. Um, They're actually the only two also enrolled in homeschool at the moment. So Missy, talk about Jared. Um, We touched on Jared a little bit last time. We touched on all the kids, but talk about what Jared's interests are. Has he talked about what he'd like to do as an adult or, you know, I mean, he's only 10, but um, you know, so what is he into? Okay. So Jared is 10. Um, He's slowly getting into um, like the universe and wants to learn about the stars and the moon and all the um, galaxies and stuff. So what I've done with that is I've gotten magazines and books. Um, the library is a great resource to go check stuff out for free. Um, my kids really like it because, you know, they get bored with a book after a day or two and we go back and, you know, get a new one. And it's just great to, sometimes we even sit down in there and they just look through books and then we don't end up checking out the ones they look through, they find other ones. But um, the library is definitely a great resource for homeschoolers when it comes to this kind of thing and unschooling, because I feel like a lot of times their curiosity changes. Um, you always, you have to remember that children, they're natural learners. They're curious. They're full of wonder. They're going to soak in the world around them um, as they learn to walk, talk and play, even when they're little and they travel through their daily lives, they're constantly learning. So you have to keep that in mind when you're thinking about unschooling Um, with Jared. It's tough. Jared, like I mentioned before, has slow processing disorder. So I feel that a lot of times when I'm trying to explain Jared and his situation to somebody who public schools, I have to say Jared's 10, he's going to be going into fifth grade, but he really learns on like a second grade level. 
Like, I've got to get out of the habit of saying that. It doesn't matter that Jared's 10 going into fifth grade and only learns on a second grade level. And with unspooling, that doesn't matter. He's not lumped into that category anymore. Um, so that's something that I have to get over. So a lot of times I feel when people are, when they ask me, you know, what's Jared learning? What's Jared into? I think in my head, okay, he's going into fifth, but he really only learns on a second grade level. So I really have to explain this. So with Jared, he's more of a hands-on. He likes fidgety things. Um, I have mentioned in our last podcast that we do a little bit of uh, the good and the beautiful. What I really like with them is like their math curriculum. They send like a math box and it has inside of it little boats and each of the boats have numbers on it. And you use it in like word, um, word sentences or word like math sentences, what I'm trying to say. Um, And then, you know, there's like clocks and that's how he learned to, you know, read the time. And he is, he's just fidgety. He has to be holding something, um, you know, and that's the way he learns. You know, if he was in public school, that wouldn't work because, you know, all the kids can't have fidgety toys and whatever. So I've kind of, you know, watched him with his learning process and realized that as long as he has something to fidget with, he's more focused on stuff. So a lot of like interacting books, like lift the flat books. I know that sounds silly for a 10 year old, but like that kind of stuff is just what speaks to him. So I have to dig into that and find resources. that's going to help him with that. And a lot of times he flops from like, Oh, I'm really into like the universe and astrology and all that kind of stuff. And then the very next day, He's like, oh, no, I want to learn about horses. So then I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. So now I have to, like, revamp everything. So he's kind of all over the place. Still trying to find something that's, like, 100% interests him that we can really dive into and, you know, take a lot of time on. But we're really struggling with that. And I just think that that's part of his learning process. So I think, you know, what we do is just kind of let him ride and, you know, do what makes him happy and I print off free worksheets you know with whatever he's interested at that day um or we'll talk about stuff you know like I said they're constantly learning so there's all kinds of resources that you can do I think a nice little sidebar on that is when I went to college um I think I changed my major four times and I was only in college for 18 months I finished my associate's degree in 18 months and I changed it four times so I don't know that And even as an adult, I mean, I've talked before about how I definitely have probably undiagnosed ADD and good grief. If someone ever tried to pin me into a box and was like, oh, you can only do this for the rest of your entire life. Like I would go crazy. Like Missy and I are like sponges and we just love to research and learn new things. And if we find something new and we're like, oh, we need to learn about this, you know, for someone to come at me and say, no, you can't learn about that. I would, I would lose my mind. I mean, we're always, you know, Missy's new thing is, well, newer thing is mushrooms. She's learning about mushrooms and growing mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms. And, you know, this is going to be like a new product she's going to be rolling out is, um, you're leaning towards like mushroom capsules, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, when she got hooked on mushrooms, you know, (laughs) when she got hooked on mushrooms, um, (laughs) she was like all about it. And I mean, she was getting the books and watching the, the videos and listening to the podcasts. And anytime I found something about mushrooms, I sent it her way. And, you know, for me, like when I got hooked on goats or hooked on turkeys or I don't know, pick something, um, you know, so I hate that. And this is again, not like a diss of public school or anything, but like in high school, for instance, I had 
eight classes a year. So I had four classes the first semester, four classes the second semester. I don't know if that's a typical setup, but, um, you know, once I locked into like AP history, for instance, well, that was the whole year. So now I'm down to seven classes. So there's only seven topics that I was learning about in an entire school year. And I'm sure that system has been researched and blah, blah, blah. And it's fine. But now to think about that, like if someone said, okay, you have to pick seven things that you can learn about this year. Okay, I'm sure that there you could dive super deep. But what if I start diving into it? And after a couple of days, I'm like, meh, I'm really not that into this. Um, so, you know, to somewhat <clears throat> defense, I, you know, I get the kid. Like some days I'm like, yeah, I love stars. And the next day I might love horses. And so I, I definitely encourage you to just embrace that. If your kid has many interests, um, I, I have been that way my entire life. And I'm now 34 and nothing has changed. So, you know, Jared may go on and, you know, I don't know, tomorrow he might want to be a cop. And the next day he wants to be like a vet. Who knows? Well, right. Um, And it's like, I don't want to stifle his curiosity. You know, if I'm like, oh, no, we're going to do stars, you know, stars and planets. That's what you decided on. We're going to at least do that for like a week. I I don't feel that that benefits him. He did stars and planets for a little bit. And I guess it's really not my thing. I'm going to do horses now, you know, like I don't want him to dread learning, you know, that's, that's not the goal of this. So it's with him. I, we bounce around so much. Like I said before, you know, if you want any um, review on curriculum, I'm your girl to talk to because (laughs) with him, I have bought almost every type of curriculum out there and we've done the free ones. We've done all kinds of crap. And, you know, at first I thought I was failing, but I kind of had to like reset my mind into the unschooling way and just let him guide me. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of the quote that I shared on social today. I shared on Facebook and Instagram and it was something to the degree of, you know, if your kid is upset while you're doing quote school, then you're not doing it right. And that's not to say you're not going to have hard days because you will. But like we talked about last week, if day after day and week after week, there's just tears and frustration and everyone dreads it you got to make a change. Like it's not meant to be that way. And you, you know, you're doing it wrong. You know, there are other ways to teach your kids. It's not just right. This one straight, narrow path. So as far as Bud goes, as far as what Bud's interests are, Bud is 12 and he loves, so he has had his business since he was seven. So he enjoys running his business. Um, and he does vinyl stickers. He does some hand sewing and some sewing machine sewing, Um, he makes fire starters and let's see, what else does he do? Uh, he's been making like reusable snack bags. So he's been learning about making, putting Velcro on and things. Um, so in his business alone, he is getting such a vast variety of skills and learning. Um, he's also learning because he files taxes with me every year. And so he pays his self-employment tax and, you know, he's had a tax return now for four or five years or whatever it is. So he's got all that learning. So he's very interested in business. Um, He's not math minded. That is definitely not his strong suit. Um, And it's fine. I mean, obviously, I'm here to help him through that. And as he transitions away from my help at some point, you know, hopefully he'll either have someone he can hire that can help him with that stuff, leans into his accountant, um, you know, whatever is his significant other is whatever it is, you know, we're not worried about that right now. But someone that can help him through those parts, because he just has a mind that he's super creative. He loves to tinker. He loves to explore. He loves to learn. 
Um, so his business is definitely something he's very interested in. Um, he also loves Legos. He loves building. He loves science and uh, like chemistry. He loves mixing chemicals and he loves large machinery and tractors. Um, we're on our little three acre homestead here. So he doesn't particularly love um, the birds that we have. I mean, he helps me take care of them and all of that, but he's definitely more into the goats. He loves snuggling with the goats. He's definitely like the animal whisperer of the homestead um, loves snuggling with the baby goats and all of that. Um, his dad works on a cattle farm, a black Angus farm. So he loves, you know, they do, it's obviously a little bit bigger scale there. They're running through head, of, you know, 600 or whatever it is, head of cattle um, and processing. And they're working on, with much bigger feed scale. So he's doing math there as they, you know, add molasses and corn. And it, so it's at hers potato chip factory and they feed them the, like the reject chips from the factory and all that. So, you know, he's getting math in there. And he goes chopping with his grandpa and things like that. So um, mowing hay and all of that. So he loves that kind of stuff. He just has, he is very, we are very different learners, but we both have a lot of excitement for learning. Um, so the way that I meet Bud's learning needs is really just, I know this sounds so cliche, but just very free spirited. So you know, like in our basement, um, he has like a room. We're not quite finished with it, but he has a little room here and he can just come down here and tinker with Legos or he can come down here and paint on his canvas. He loves to paint. Um, we have a, a friend that lives maybe 15 minutes down the road and she has an open studio. She's an artist. She does an open studio whenever, you know, whatever. She has like a schedule and we just pick some times and he'll go paint with her and he learns new techniques from her. Um also to feed his painting he goes with my mom it's been a little bit less since covid but he goes with my mom she goes to a lot of these like fundraisers with reeds across america and paints gourds and makes bird feeders out of gourds and things like that so he loves that artsy kind of stuff um and then i you know i always kind of when people ask me how i like teach i feel like my teaching is just like if you just picture like a platter on a table i mean i just have around our property around the house we just have things planted that if he wants to go do these things, he can. So he's got a space for his RC car and for his, his truck. He has like these expensive RC car, RC trucks that he bought with his business money and saved up for. And they're, I mean, they're basically like miniature cars. He tears them all down. He can put them, he can put them all back together. Um, you know, like as far as our pantry goes, like we always have the pantry stock. So he loves to bake bread. So we always have those things. If he wants to make bread or muffins or, you know, whatever, try a new recipe or something. He can just freely go do those things. Um, we have, you know, just kind of our space outside. So if he just wants to go for a walk and just kind of soak in nature, like he has that option. Um, so as far as just feeding Bud, I mean, it's not, he, he really is an easy student as far as I'm concerned. Now, if I send him to public school, he, I don't feel like he would be viewed as an easy student. And I feel like Missy would say the same about Jared. Mm -hmm. it, and I hate to say it this way, but I feel like most schools would look at them as kind of, I don't want to say problem children, just like they would need all the extras. They would need the extra right. support here and the extra support there and all that. And at home, I feel completely opposite. Like most of the time, Bud's like spouting off all these facts to me and telling me how this works and that works. And, you know, in a lot of ways, he's a lot smarter than me. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, Jared, I know Jared thinks a lot of the same, you know, he is just, he's just interested in things that would not be taught in fifth grade. 
Well, right. And like, that's the, like the difference between Bud and Jared. I mean, Bud's only two years older than Jared, but like when it comes to learning, there's a huge difference there. Like Bud is driven, Bud, you know, wants to like learn things and get his hands on stuff and do stuff. Jared is so not like Jared's so meek and he just kind of sits back and is like, okay, I'll do what I'm told, you know, but it really doesn't interest me. And I'm just going to sit here like a bump on a log and <laughs> do it. Cause my mom said I have to, but, um, you know, so like we're kind of like struggling right now. And that's why I felt that, you know, like I know they say unschooling is there's to be no curriculum. There's no lessons. There's no worksheets. There's, um, you know, no set curriculum. But then we do the, like I said, the good and the beautiful. I feel like that's because we're kind of in the stage right now where I'm not really sure what Jared's interests are. Um, like I said, it bounces from, you know, stars one day to horses the next. And it, it, that's frustrating, but that's okay. Like give them that chance to do that. They'll learn at their own pace, you know, let them follow their interests and wherever it takes them. And that's kind of, I have to get that through my head. And that's something that I had to deal with and, and process. And I'm still doing it daily. Um, and, and I feel like when you guys were here, so they stayed with us for almost two weeks. Um, Missy, Bean, and Jared did. And like, you know, if we said to Jared, hey, Jared, do you want to go help with the animals? He wouldn't help. But he wouldn't just get up and say, hey, can I come help with the animals? Bean, right. And he couldn't wait to go out and help with the sheeps. Right. <laughs> um. But, you know, and then, like, if Bud wanted to play Legos, hey, Jared, do you want to go play Legos? But Jared wouldn't be like, hey, Bud, do you want to go play Legos? It's just a different personality when they went outside and painted or they did water balloons or whatever. Um, and that's fine. Like, we can't all be type A, you know. Well, it- right. And, like, a lot of people, I think, you know, coming from being raised in public school and having some <laughs> kids that attend public school, like Mason's dealing with now. He failed his math this last year. So now he has to worry about making up that credit to graduate. And he has to take, I think it's geometry. Um, he has to have geometry to be able to graduate. Well, he's stressing about that because he couldn't even like pass algebra two, you know, and that he has to have this geometry to pass. And I, I'm like, you don't have to do this if you're unschooled, buddy. You know, like, um, I mean, and a lot of people think too, like, how how are my kids going to learn if I'm not forcing them to take these specific courses like algebra and you know no kid's going to like be like hey I want to learn algebra this year you know but there's ways around it like don't call it algebra you know like (laughs) figure out other ways to do it I I don't know it's it's I'm right now in a frustrating stage with Jared but I let him guide me and that that is not my personality (laughs) Right. Right. For sure. Well, and I mean, I feel like, okay, yes. Is he quickly going to become 18? Maybe. Am I also of the mindset that just because they're 18 doesn't mean we're booting them out the door? 100%. You know, but like Missy said, trying to come up with other ways to do things that, I mean, that's unschooling. So, you know, when we're talking about, you know, what would be considered in public school electives, I guess, like gym, music, art, et cetera, you know, Jim, when I was in public school, Jim was everybody puts on their gym uniform. If you didn't bring your gym uniform, then you get docked a point or, you know, whatever kind of nonsense. Um, and I get it. I realize there's theories behind everyone wears the same thing, whatever. But um, big waste of time, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, for gym, for unschooling, for instance, for us, it's going bike riding on the rail trail. It's going for a hike at the park down the road and learning about, okay, this is the red trail. If we take this, now we're going to be on the blue trail and whatever. Um, Bud is not the most coordinated kid on the planet. He's certainly <laughs> a runner or, um, you know, anything like that. Poof, yeah, that kid. <laughs> run to save his life it's fantastic it is fantastic it is really if you'd like some solid entertainment and he knows he knows that he can't run worth crap but he enjoys bowling you know um he enjoys just kind of playing he doesn't like to play basketball necessarily but he would like just sit there and like throw a basketball around or whatever he loves riding his bike um there's just other ways that he loves swimming. Oh my gosh. It took us forever to get that kid to learn how to swim. And my mom got him like paid swim lessons. And one day it just clicked, but you know, now he's a fish and I would never have any concern that if he fell in water, that he wouldn't know how to swim. So, um, yeah. So as far as like gym goes, uh, so many options, even just like, I don't know, throwing a football in the backyard, like whatever gym can be whatever kind of physical activity. If your kid you know, really doesn't like to be outside, then you can do yoga. There's 500 million yoga YouTubers. You know, you can sit there and do some yoga or whatever. Um, Jared and Bud and Jamie doing yoga together. This was a couple oh. ago. Jamie was like barely walking, I think, is hysterical. So if you'd love some quality <laughs> entertainment, have your yoga from YouTube. Um, but yeah, as far as like art goes or music or whatever, I mean, in my opinion, music is as simple as just exposing them to different types of music, you know? So have them listen to like rock and jazz and, you know, Hey, do you hear any different instruments in this? Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, Oh, we got out a worksheet and we're labeling all these things and whatever. It can just be very chill. Like, Hey, how does this sound different than, you know, the music that we listened to yesterday while we were making dinner or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think what, it, so there's gym music, art, Oh, library, I mean, like Missy said, that one's easy. You can just, even if you don't have a library close, we don't, is your library close down there? Um, It is. It's in like three miles. Yeah. So here, I mean, our closest library is 20 minutes, 30 minutes and 40 minutes, I would say. So like Strasburg is probably 20. Coryville is about 30. Mount Joy is about 40. So none of our libraries are super close. Um, There is an app called Libby that you can, I think it's called Libby. Um, download different books. I personally love a good physical book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me a good hearty book. So Bud is not like that though. Bud is, is not a fan of books. So for Bud, we do magazine subscriptions. So whenever it comes Christmas and grandparents are like, hey, what can we get Bud? Um, you know, the things that we tell them, acrylic paints, canvases, magazine subscriptions. So right now he's getting, um, I forget what it's called, RC something or another. And he learns all about RC cars, and it's fantastic. Before that, he was getting something like Boy's Life or whatever. Um, He got the Highlights magazine before that. So um, his grandmother took him, Zad's mom took him one day to Barnes & Noble, and he got, like, one on woodworking and one on trucks, and I don't know. So, you know, if your kid's not into books, maybe they're into magazines. Um, You know, Zad enjoys, like, leafing through a magazine, but if I handed him a book, he'd be like, meh not really into books um and that's fine we don't all have to love books um missy and i have enough book love to go around right <laughs> so as far as other so if you're looking for like some online resources maybe you're not close to the library or whatever um we like missy's mentioned they did like abc mouse um 
we've done things on Khan Academy, which I actually didn't hate. I know a lot of public schools use that. Um, there's a lot of resources on there. If your kid's really into doing some online learning or there's, um, for me, I liked something like Khan or Skillshare or OutSchool for things that I couldn't really teach. So Bud is really into his 3D printer. So my dad has a subscription to, it's called Skillshare.com. Um, and Bud can go on there and learn about his 3D printer and how to make designs. And um, he's, he's into like, I'm trying to think what else he did on there. Just kind of different little, very engineering type things that I could never teach him. You know, I don't have a particular interest in it. It's not something that clicks with me. Things that click for Bud do not click for me typically. Um, so those are great resources. And most of them are pretty cheap. Um, like education.com, especially if you have kids, what does education.com go to like sixth or seventh grade? I think so. Yeah. I feel like it's around seventh. Cause I feel like Mason wasn't sure what he wanted to do. We were like, crap, education.com is a little below him now. Right. Um, but anyway, they have a ton of resources on there. And I think it's like $40 a year. Well, even like teachers pay teachers, you know, they have yeah. a ton of free stuff, but then they also have paid stuff. That's like entire, um, I don't want to say curriculum really, but it's like an entire, set of whatever they want to learn about right yeah and still so cheap um if you live near where i live in lancaster county we also have the environmental center so if your kid is into like nature let's see we need to go there get back and like check out you can just check books out there like the normal library which, oh really yeah i feel like i knew but i don't know i guess i forgot so they might have some solid joel Salkin books there that we need to oh. i know um anyway so if you live near us in lancaster county your kid's into nature animals <clears throat> sorry, I'm still getting over whatever horrendous virus is lurking in this house. Um, you know, that's a great resource that's really local to us. On that same note at the Environmental Center, and I'm sure they have these things other places, um, they always have classes. So like Bud did a bottle rocket class there. Um, he did an apple cider making class. Um, they have ones like learn how to start a fire and learn how to safely go for a hike. And like, they have all kinds of things. Most of them are dirt cheap. I'm talking like three bucks, um, you know, a person or whatever. Um, some of them are free. So look for resources like that. If you're a very social family, that's not me and Missy, <laughs> who are a very social family. Um, there are almost always resources like that around if your kids are a little bit younger um there's a lot of moms groups around that i mean missy do you want to talk about that a little bit like when you madison and mason were little what yeah what with them? um so a lot of times we did like the moms group we had play dates is what we called them um and we would take turns you know going to each other's house and just giving the kids time to play and um but then every now and then we would schedule you know, like going to the library or going to, um, like an example down here would be like the sea turtle rescue place. You know, we would have stuff like that. And I, at that time of my life, I was going through a divorce and was just feeling alone and it was really beneficial to me. Um, now I don't think it would really be, be, I mean, I'm sure it could be, but my life has completely changed since then. But, um, if you're looking for a relationship or relationships or kids, you know, your own kids age, that's definitely a good thing to do. I mean, it saved me during those times. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, as far as like older kids go, I know a lot of times I talk to people and they struggle with like, once their kids get into high school, you know, and things like that. How do we find things for them to do? So I know like here in Lancaster, we have something downtown called make 717. 
Um, and they, I only know about this because they have 3D printers. Um, so they have like 3D printers and just lots of different kind of big tools that, you know, most households probably wouldn't have. I think they have maybe like plasma cutters or different woodworking tools. They have all kinds of just like different stuff. If it was something that you wanted to explore. So if they're, as I understand, if they're under 18, it's free. Um, there's a STEM pass that you can get from the library and you can use it to go there. Even to have an adult membership, I think is really inexpensive. Um, and then there's always a lot of, I mean, I don't know. In Lancaster County, I feel like we are vast with things like the corn maze, um, which has tons of, it's not just the corn maze at Cherry Crest. I mean, they have a million things you can do there. Um, we have Tiny Town. Uh, there's the Science Factory, Lancaster Science Factory. We have the Barnstormers downtown. Um, we have tubing at Sickman's Mill. I mean, like, there's Jim. And I'm sure, like, what, what do you guys have there, Miss? Like, what are some things you could do that are kind of comparable to what we had here? Um, so basically here it's all circles around water. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So, like I said, they have the um, sea turtle rehabilitation where they'll, like, capture injured sea turtles and they take them in and you can go in and um, view them and they'll, like, tell you their story and, like, what they're doing and what they feed them and how they're getting them ready to, like, release them back into the wild. Um, they also teach you about, like, a lot of people, it's big around here to go shelling, like, for seashells and stuff. And to do that like when the tide is out well sometimes when the tide's out it's two o'clock in the morning and they they teach you that you know during um sea turtle birthing time or laying eggs uh, you should use like a red screen for your flashlight because the turtles can't see the red screen um hmm. they can't like it makes it like red so that they can't see it because if they see your flashlight the light of it it draws them in and you know gets them all confused and whatever as to where they should lay their eggs and um it's really pretty neat and then they also have the golf area where you can go and it's just a big huge aquarium um but it's all about like the animals that live in the golf and um you know there's tubing boating obviously they have you know there's a uh, bodyboard rental place you can go rent a bodyboard and go out in the ocean um, jet skiing you know swimming obviously they have like a floatable um like rock wall climbing thing that's fun yeah so it, like you just you walk out to it but it's all like on water and so pretty much everything that we've i mean we've only been here really a year and it's been kind of a hectic year but <laughs> um the stuff that we have found it's basically all revolves around water <laughs> I feel like the whole point of us talking about this stuff is just that if you look around, if you ask your neighbors, ask the people on social media, you know, what to do around here, there is never a shortage of things to do, whether you have just enough money and gas to do it and not really any money to spend, or you want to get a season pass to something, you know, I feel like it really runs the spectrum on things that you can do and that unschooling can be literally done on a shoestring you know i know a lot of people who spend a lot of freaking money on curriculum and that mm. that's what they want to do um but if you don't want to spend the money don't have the money to spend feel like it's a waste whatever your situation is you know you can really if i had to sit here and like guess the amount of money that i spend that is literally solely just for ho uh, unschooling homeschooling um yeah there isn't a cost. There is literally no cost. Like we are to the point now where we even do a virtual evaluation. So I'm not even paying in gas to drive 
to my evaluator at this point. Um, I, I lie. I do have to spend the gas money to drive to the administration building to turn in papers, which I could also mail um, and really would only, only have to spend the stamp. Nonetheless, you can unschool, homeschool, whatever you want to call it. You can do that for literally, I would say, almost nothing. I, Miss, how much do you feel like you've spent on curriculum? Test- oh, gosh. ten, Probably 10000 or so, I bet you, since... Yeah. Between Mason and Madison and Jared, I mean, Mason was tough, too, because, you know, I was trying to get him into the unschooling mindset, but he's he is bound and determined that he is going to go be a doctor, you know, more power to him. But, you know, I so like when I was trying to unschool him, I got one on Amazon and I got like the little like um, stitch kits and he would sit there for hours and learn how to make stitches and sew up. It's like this rubbery skin feeling thing. And like they sent you the needle that goes with it and he would just make these stitches and he would get water balloons then and like pop a hole in the water balloon and stitch the and he just went crazy. So we spent like a ton of money on that kind of stuff. And then I got him curriculum from might have been master books that mm-hmm. was like geared towards um like becoming a doctor and that one year he just did that as his whole entire curriculum because it was math science all of it and um you know so that alone was probably around a thousand dollars oh my gosh so much money yeah because i was trying to think about what you've done because next so next episode we're going to touch a little bit on curriculum so if you're not into unschooling and you just want to homeschool and you'd like something that's boxed so um okay so you've done my academy master books um easy peasy easy peasy we've done good and the beautiful we've done just trying to do usborne books Mm, yep um we have done oh gosh uh we did the the you know per grade books from like sam's or oh yeah like brain tons of them yes yep, yep that kind of stuff um gosh oof, i'd have to sit down and make a list it's it's ridiculous and it is so overwhelming like when i first decided we were going to homeschool i got wind about this homeschool convention or whatever i think it's at the <laughs> convention center i think in downtown lancaster uh, have you ever gone to that no i yeah. haven't we went what did we go to together we went to something together for curriculum or that little panel thing we went to oh okay it was the panel thing yeah no. yeah that was interesting too like if you that we really learned a lot from that yeah. um so when missy and i we were fresh this friendship was it was fresh yeah. um we went to this homeschool kind of panel um and if you are looking for community within the homeschool like you know whatever's happening in your town or whatever um this was really interesting and super beneficial if you can find a few people in your area that are quote experts on homeschooling i don't really even know what that would mean exactly but for instance the people that were on the panel was like a mom of multiple kids who's been homeschooling for years there was an evaluator who's been evaluating for like 20 some years um there was another lady who I feel like maybe she was a public school teacher and then left and was then doing private tutoring. There was just a nice variety. Um, That little two hour kind of panel that we sat through. um, I don't know. That just gave me the confidence to go do it because I was so, and this kind of segues into what we were going to wrap up with. um, That just kind of gave me the confidence 
to, okay, I can do this with the state. I can file these papers and I can do this. And it's not going to be this huge stressful thing because I don't know how you are, but for me, I mean, I know how Missy is listener. I don't know how you guys are when the mail comes in and, you know, normally one of the boys get the mail and it's sitting on the counter. And then I get wind of it that they brought the mail in. I like run over to it. Oh, I wish I wasn't like this. And I look at it. And then as soon as there's stressful mail, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. I'm already stressed about it. And I haven't even opened it yet. Um, oh, I just I hate I do all the paperwork for our house, the bookkeeping, all of that. And I don't mind doing it. But, man, it stresses me out. If I get something that says Department of fill in the blank, I like I need to have some counseling about my mail opening, I think. So. Anyway, I was Missy too. Like we sort of jumped into this together. So we were kind of stressing like, okay, how do we send this into the state and it not be super stressful? So get some people together that maybe you can have a small little panel and somebody can ask questions and learn about others' experiences and things like that. Um, so what we wanted to wrap up with was how do we tie all of this unschooling stuff in to the evaluation? How does it tie in together with the state? How do you quote, not get in trouble you know, whatever. So in Pennsylvania, I'll talk about Pennsylvania. Miss is going to talk a little bit about Florida. Um, next week, we're going to have a guest on, I'm hoping, have a guest on that came from another state um, and then came to this state. And we're going to kind of talk about that. So in Pennsylvania, it's very simple, in my opinion. We're, if you go on the Hills the site, or however you say it, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, um, which I would encourage you to join. It's $100 a year. And if you ever find yourself in hot water or needing help, they're there to help via email, via phone, whatever. Um, and I can leave a link to that in the show notes so that you can check that out. Anyway, so if you look at their little map, Pennsylvania is one of the most stringent states for homeschooling, which I feel like I disagree with. I haven't lived in another state, so maybe other states are super simple. I don't know. But basically what we have to do is we have to send in an affidavit, a list of objectives. I send in a medical exemption for the fact that I like the admin lady at our school district. She doesn't give me a bunch of crap. I see her once a year. She notarizes the thing for free and we move along and it's super easy. Some people will say, okay, my affidavit already says that I attest that they get medical care when necessary or however it's worded and I don't need to. And I don't disagree with you. I'm just not interested in the fight. So you can do whatever you want with that. I have a blog too on chapelforge.com, two blogs that talk about homeschooling and links all these papers and all that. So I'll link those blogs in the show notes too. So you can go on and get links to these things if you need them. But basically, you just need those three papers. So what I do is in May, we have our evaluation. After the evaluation, I go to the school. I schedule an appointment with her, and I turn in the affidavit, the objectives, the medical exemption, and my signed evaluation paper. So when we have evaluations, oh, my, Missy and I have quite a history (laughs) with evaluations. So um, we used to go to a lady in Mount Joy, which is probably 30 or 40 minutes from where I am in Southern Lancaster, maybe 20 minutes from where Missy used to live. Um, And she's fantastic. And she moved to York recently. So she's maybe an hour away. We switched to doing a virtual evaluation during COVID. She was offering the option. It saved us time. We had little ones at that point. It was just easier. Um, So I, I, our evaluator's name is Jody. She is fantastic. Every year I always work myself up. Like it's going to be this big stressful thing that she's going to say, you're fired. You can't do this anymore. Um, and that's never how it goes down. She's always over the moon about everything that Bud has learned, all the experiences he's had, all the exposures that he's had. 
you know, she's just always so excited to hear about our evaluations. And we're normally the first one on our list. Whenever she sends out the email and says it's time for evaluations, I usually just take the first one, which is usually sometime the first or second week of May. Um, and I just get it out of the way because why not? I don't need this dangling over my head. So what I do for our virtual ones is I just upload a bunch of pictures of what we've done to Google Photos. I use a spreadsheet, which is linked in my blogs. Um, I use a spreadsheet that just marks off 180 days, which, P.S., we school 365 or 366 days a year. I'm not worried about trying to hit 180. And then... That's it. Like we sit there, we look through the pictures with her. She talks to Bud. She talks about what we've done this year and whatever. Um, and it's just easy. I don't know why I always stress about it. Um, so my encouragement to you as an evaluation would come around the corner. And if it's your first year homeschooling or unschooling, if you choose not to use a curriculum, especially I'm talking to you, is don't be scared. As long as you are not doing your child a disservice and you are exposing them to things, you're helping them learn, you're helping them find new, new interests, um, facilitating, digging into what they love. I, I feel like you can't fail. If you're sitting around and we are not opposed to tablets in this house. But if you're sitting around and 24-7, your kid's just sitting there on the tablet, like never doing anything, well, I don't think that's quite what we're going for here. And there is a space in the world for tablets. My kids have tablets. I'm not against it. My 12-year-old has a phone and a watch. Don't shoot me. Um, you know, but those things have their place. But you need to be facilitating these things. So you need to have the things in the pantry for them to go bake. You need to have the art supplies out, the science supplies. Let them go make a baking soda uh, I almost said Pepto-Bismol baking soda. What are those little things called that you blow up in the Diet Coke? Um, um, yeah, they start with an M. Mentos. Mentos. You, give them some Mentos and some vinegar and let them go crazy. Um, you know, have those things for the exposure. And then my whole thing, too, is once you get into high school, so Bud's got eighth grade yet. He's going into eighth grade. I'm with Missy. We don't really do grades. We do grades for the sake of writing it on the piece of paper. It doesn't mean a, a dang thing, in my opinion. Um, you know, when he gets to high school, if he decides he wants to hone in on something, he wants to do a class at our local. We have an art institute just downtown. Um, we have a tech school that's right up the road, you know, whatever. Uh, I say right up the road. It's like 20 minutes, but that is right up the road here. Um We'll dig into those things. And another quick note, and then I'm going to let Missy talk about what Florida's like. You need to teach whatever your child wants. So Missy knows that Mason wants to go be a doctor, and she's not going to try to stop him. So she's going to help him take the right math classes, take the right science classes, take the right whatever classes he needs to do to get to that point. If he hits a dead end, she did what she, she could do. She helped him as far along as she could. And there will be something else at that turn, you know, and for Jared, Jared has a slow processing disorder. So she's going to facilitate Jared's learning as best she can. And when he gets to high school, he gets to be 18 or whatever, you know, we'll figure it out when we get there. So if your kid wants to be a lawyer, then, you know, maybe just blowing up volcanoes in the backyard when they're saying, Hey mom, I'd like to learn about criminal law. That's not really what we're saying. You need to go find the things that appeal to that kid. Maybe there's a local debate team or a mock trial thing or whatever that they can get involved in. So listen to your kids. Sit down and have a conversation with them about how they want to learn. Um, if they're young, just observe them and see how they learn. Um, and if they're an older kid, middle school, maybe later elementary school, definitely high school, listen to them and hear what they're telling you about what they want to learn. So that's my um, 
what do you call it, soapbox about that. So Miss is going to talk about Florida. So talk about what it was like, the differences between here and, uh, and Florida. Um, what do you need to do to wrap up your end of year? What are you going to need to do when you guys get back? Okay. So when we had moved here, we pretty much only knew one family. Um, and Kristen, she was my friend growing up since we were like 14. Um, the reason we moved here, my husband was changing his job and was going to be working for her husband. Um, and both of their kids are public school, have been public school their whole life. Um, I kind of was floundering when I got here. Uh, I just did a lot of research. I went on and like read the homeschooling laws for Florida and kind of was on my own to figure out how I was going to do this. Um, I joined a couple groups on Facebook and one person, um, what was it? I think it was in like a homeschooling group said, it sounds like you want to unschool more than homeschool. Check out this the homeschoolers of Navarre. Okay. It might've been. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah. And she said, you know, it sounds like you want to home or you want to unschool more than, you know, curriculum based. So check out this group. And it was unschoolers of Florida. So I'm like, okay, well, like I went into the group and, you know, was reading some of the files and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this sounds exactly like what we want to do. And I, um, there was, you know, if you wanted to join, you had to like, her, I think her name's Nancy. You had to email Nancy and, um, <laughs> and you know, whatever. So I emailed her and like this whole time I'm nervous and I always overthink this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then okay. she emailed back, right. She emailed back and she's like, you know, welcome. Great to have you. All I need is, you know, your updated shot record, um, your intent to homeschool. And I think that might've been it. Oh, and his, I think his birth certificate. Um, I had to email all of that to her. So I scanned it, emailed it to her. She's like, you know, this is what happened. So this kind of shocked me and I'm still trying to like flounder through it, but I'm like, okay, I'm doing what they say. So I guess I'm good. Um, What it is in Florida is if you are considered an unschooler, you are under the umbrella school. So technically we're private school being an unschooler here, you're, you're in a private school. So we don't have to do evaluations. All we have to do is in the beginning, we tell Nancy, okay, this is the day we're starting. We don't ever have to have contact with Nancy again until we either move out of state or until Jared would graduate, which to me is like, whoa, right. Crazy. But it's, it's the laws of like unschooling here. Um, It's you're just covered under this umbrella school. It's Florida unschoolers is what it's called. Um, she says, you know, it's considered a private school and I don't have to send her any work. I don't have to do anything. Like we just do our thing. And whenever he graduates, I'd say, Hey, Nance, you know, he's, he graduated. Thanks for your time. You know, she sends a certificate that says he's graduated, completed everything and he's done. Um, or like when we move, I'll email her and say, you know, we're moving, whatever. I'm not even sure what they'll require. Like, I have no idea. Um, so we'll figure that out when the time comes, but it's so laid back here. Um, as far as that's concerned now, the, if it, he was homeschooled, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I think people did say you have to have an evaluation because people were like commenting, like I'm an evaluator and I'm available, you know, whatever. So I'm pretty sure that if he was homeschooled, um, we would have to have, an evaluation and have to keep up with um, attendance and all that kind of stuff. But we totally don't as unschoolers. It's, you know, it's simple. I I feel like there's maybe like some small writing somewhere that was like, since you didn't do your research, as soon as you give us the email that you're out of here, you're going to be arrested. Uh, (laughs) 
but seriously, like that's all there was to it. I sent her that paperwork. She's like, as of this date, he's enrolled. Whenever you move or he graduates, let me know. Like she enters, um, she just does it on her own and enters uh, their attendance. So I don't ever have to say, oh, he was sick this day or we went on vacation this day because like Mandy said, you know, there's 365 days in the year. We learn every single day. Right. So that's my experience with Florida. So, and I think that, uh, one last thing I would say one last thing um Missy and I plan to do parent issue diplomas so um you can do that in Pennsylvania you can get them from other different like places or whatever but we're just going to do a parent issue diploma our evaluator is aware that that's what our intention is um again if I had a child who wanted to go on to be a lawyer a doctor an engineer or whatever I would have a different plan, but this is going to be fine because Bud is probably going to just continue being an entrepreneur. He wants to be a farmer. He wants to do all those things. So I'm not really super worried about it. Now, if at the last minute, Bud decides that he wants to go to Stevens Tech or he wants to do one of these things, there are things in place that we can do. He can take an entrance exam. You know, I've had all these conversations with his evaluator and we know what the options are. So, um, one, you know, just another encouragement is that if you have a kid who does want to go to college, you can still homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably still unschool. I would, I would imagine. So if you're in Pennsylvania, especially in Lancaster County, I have a lot of friends who have graduated their children. They'd be more like my mom's age, but they have graduated their children. Gone on into you know, careers, you know, nurses or teachers or whatever. Um, And so all of that stuff is possible just because you're homeschooling doesn't mean, you know, your kid can't go on to higher education if that's what they want to do. So I think that's all we were, well, we were just going to touch on the fact that with the littles, so with Bean, who's three, Jamie, who's two, and Zuzu, who is going to be one in four days, um, we will probably have the same plan. We will just start with unschooling and we'll just kind of see where they take us and where their little minds want to go. And we, we just aren't into, okay, you have to do it this way. And so we're going to take the same approach with the littles that we have now with Jared and Bud. And, you know, hopefully we continue to have the freedom to do it this way. Um, I guess that'd be one thing that might push me out of Pennsylvania is if we didn't have that option we would be moving on to something else so um i definitely encourage you to join the homeschool groups for your county for your state you can almost always search those groups and find answers to your questions especially if they're very just kind of technical questions um you know how do i file this or where do you get this paper or whatever i will link in the show notes um to the homeschool defense uh association if you want to check that out i'll link to my two blogs so that you have those notes Um, You can look up those papers and whatever. Um, And then next week, hopefully, we are going to be having a guest on. And we're going to have her just kind of talk about what her experience has been exploring curriculum and exploring unschooling and moving from another state. And she's a lot like Missy. She has um, older kids that are still in public school. And then she has a younger one who she is homeschooling. So um, 
we really want to encourage in that upcoming episode about how you can have a household that doesn't just fit one bill like Missy has. Um, you know, you can have kids that are doing various different things and have various different paths and it can still all work. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. As always, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us at homesteadingroots at gmail.com or chapelforge at gmail.com. Check out our websites, homesteadingroots.com and chapelforge.com. Missy and I both have resources tabs on there where you can learn about um, all the things that we love, homesteading, herbs, gardening, food preservation, homeschooling, all those things. Um, you can check out all that stuff. We have PDFs and blogs and eBooks and YouTube videos and the whole, um, whole array of things for whatever, however you learn best. So um, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you here next week. Bye friends.